Now listen closely. They will attack your eyes till nothing remains but two bloody sockets. Ladies and gentlemen, my subject is disturbed tonight. Her world is disturbed. Now I saw those bodies and whoever mutilated them has a very special problem. There's nothing to be afraid of. Stay Scary Podcast. All right. All right. Thank you. Okay, so let's just uh, just start talking. Yeah. Lead us in. Oh, we'll just do lead us little, in. Three, two, one. Yeah. I think that's a good idea. Lighting. Nice. Well, nice. we are talking about someone who perpetually lived in the dark. He did. So. He did. His house had no electricity. Mm-hmm. None. None. Mm-hmm. Welcome, y'all, to the Stay Scary Podcast. My name is Lisa McColgan, and with me today, I have uh, pinch hitting once again. Kevin Coombs, my husband and bikini, <laughs> bikini whale bandmate, and uh, and then an, another sort of uh, bandmate of mine. Uh, yeah, we were in the Hunky yep. Doras together. Yeah, that uh, Jonathan, Jonathan Woodard. Hey, how are you? I'm, you know, I'm well. I'm well. And then, as always, we have Tiny Nosferatu sitting over Yay. here. Um, you can't hear him. You can't see him, but he's there. But he's gonna bite your neck. With his little felt fangs. Mm. And we are talking about, well, Stay Scary, as you know, is a podcast that talks about horror movies and themes and tropes within horror movies. And today's episode, we are talking about Ed Gein Superstar. Superstar. Ed Gein Superstar. And, uh, you know, Jonathan and I know quite a bit about Ed Gein. I think think it's it's safe to say. I wouldn't. I wouldn't profess myself to be an authority, but I know enough and I, I've, I've, I have an appreciation. Well, it's hard to have an appreciation for someone who's like a straight up legitimate monster. But as far as the absurdity and the craziness of everything that is in the orbit of that, I have a very strange appreciation for just because the fact of it's just so mm, it's, bizarre i mean on every single level i mean it's kind of like the trope of the trope of all tropes yeah yeah Yeah. well i'm probably going to be the one that's asking the most questions because i think i have the least knowledge but i mean and the first thing i I, he shares my bed and yet doesn't know anything about i did not say that i didn't know anything about ed gain um i'm glad to know that i now know how to pronounce his name correctly yes Mm -hmm. Um, gain gain not gain Gein. Mm-hmm. Um, and I do know, uh, you mentioned, you know, uh, mm-hmm. that he was a, he was a monster. And yes, yeah. I, I think you could pretty much anybody who, you know, you know, kills another person um, in most cases is probably some kind of a monster, especially mm-hmm. if they're, they're doing it in a premeditated way. Mm-hmm. But I would have to say with with my awareness of, of you know, things on the darker side of life what his total i mean his body count wasn't particularly high right in terms of the technically well it's hard to say i mean there were there were two kills and Uh lots of grave robbing there's speculation as to whether or not he killed his brother Mm. I, yeah, there's also the speculation of the two hunters as well. Fratricide. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. They, they tried to um, 
associate a bunch of missing person cases um, around to it. Mm-hmm. But as to the fact of his actual, like, what was then deemed crimes of passion. Actual quote, recorded quote, kills, too. Recorded yeah. kills, too. too. Yeah. So let's, uh, let's, let's give in case the listeners don't know. Um, and the reason why we're talking about Ed Gein is that he, uh, his deeds inspired a number of horror movies that mm. you, you are probably all familiar with, notably Psycho. Mother. <laughs> Somebody joined us. <laughs> okay. That was fucking I'm terrifying. Feeling a presence yeah. in the wow. room. Okay. Um, so, uh, Psycho, um, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. <laughs> and put him on a plate, pop. Put him on a plate. And, and and Silence of the Lambs. Oh, mm. oh wait. Are you are you about a size fourteen? Yeah. Now I don't wanna I don't wanna like go off on a complete tangent at this point, but Why I not? just have to acknowledge oh, Precious that, Darling Heart right. The actor that played Gum Jane Gum, Jane Gum mm-hmm. was also uh the lieutenant in one of my favorite T V yes. series, Monk. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Lieutenant, yeah. what was it, Stottlemyre or something like that? Something like that, I yeah. But I was just like, why, why can't I, why, why is he so familiar? His yeah. voice seems familiar. And I was just like, ah. Oh. Monk. 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 Maybe you're thinking of that great big fat girl. Yeah. That's you. Yeah. Great big fat girl. Get in the van. Get in the van. Girl. That's, yeah. Put it in the fucking basket. Yeah. Oh. So, anyway. So, let's let's do a, a quick history lesson. Please do. Edward. Ed, Ed Gein. Uh, he was born in La Crosse County, Wisconsin. His parents, George and Augusta Gein, both natives of Wisconsin, had two sons, Henry George Gein and his younger brother, Edward Theodore Gein. And Augusta was uh, extremely religious. Um, and Eddie was very much a mama's boy. Mm. Much to the concern, I think, of his older brother, who tried to kind of, you know, lead Ed to a more manly, more relatively normal life, and mm. that's why there's speculation that uh, that he may have he may have killed mm-hmm. uh, he may have killed his brother to have Augusta to himself. Mm-hmm. Anyway, mm. so. Uh, with an effeminate demeanor, the younger Gein became a target for bullies, classmates, and teachers recalled off-putting mannerisms, such as seemingly random laughter, as if he were laughing at his own personal jokes. Well, I mean, like, what? <laughs> I, I, I guess that's, yeah. So, uh, let's see. George Gein, George Gein, the father, died of a heart attack in 1940. The Gein brothers began working at odd jobs to help with expenses. Both brothers were considered reliable and honest by residents of the community. Uh, Ed Gein also frequently babysat for neighbors. So let's see. Mm. On May 16, 1944, a brush fire burned close to the farm, and the Gein brothers went out to extinguish it. Reportedly, the brothers were separated, and as night fell, Ed Gein lost sight of his brother. When the fire was extinguished, he reported to the police that his brother was missing. When a search party was organized, Gein led them directly to his missing brother, who lay dead on the ground. The police had concerns about the circumstances under which the body was discovered. The ground on which which Henry Gein lay was 
untouched by fire, and he had bruises on his head. After his brother's death, Gein lived alone with his mother, who died on December 29th, 1945, following a series of strokes, at which time Gein lost his only friend and one true love. And he was absolutely alone in the world. So he remained on the farm supporting him. Yes. And is for the many ways. Uh, so he boarded up rooms used by his mother, including the upstairs, the downstairs parlor, and the living room, leaving them untouched. He lived in a small room next to the kitchen. Gein became interested in reading death cult magazines and adventure stories. So, let's... Death cult magazines, huh? Death cult magazines. In the 40s. Yeah, oh, oh wow. God, there were all kinds of crazy, crazy magazines yeah. in, the, in the 40s. Well, they certainly, I mean, they, they, they weren't bothering to publish any, like, police or detective manuals, obviously, if they couldn't <laughs> track down that he killed his own brother. But, gee, I don't know, like, what do you think happened? Oh, uh, well, maybe someone did. Well, it looks, it looks awful uh, suspicious, but, uh, you know, Ed Gein seems like a pretty good guy. Uh, yeah, right. He, he's a, he babysat my kids. There's, yeah. a, there's a lot in that story that just just an accountment of, like, really shoddy and poor police work. Yeah. Like, the fact that, oh, that yeah. he wasn't charged, even though he was, I mean, he admitted to the killing of, uh, what's her name? Bernice um, or Mary? Mary. Yeah. Mm. Um, Bloody Mary. Like, when, when you know, he, he admitted to that. And he's like, he's like, yeah, I totally did that too. And they found, they found, they literally a cop went, found this brown paper bag. He's like, there's a Delphi Hurricane in there. <laughs> he's like, what the hell, man? This is after, okay, okay. Yeah. The whole entire thing of them going into the house, like the the, the perpetual yeah, house and, and we'll do the laundry list of oh what they God. find in the house. And, and, and maybe we should just, you know what, use this audience, use this as a teaser. Mm. We talk about the house of horrors. Yes. Mm. You'll realize just how inept the Plainfield Police Department was at that point in time. Yes. So. All right. So, on November 16th, 1957, Plainfield hardware store Bernice Warden, 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 disappeared, and police had reason to suspect Gein, and the reason being that Bernice's son um, had said that the day before, it was hunting season, mm-hmm. the, the beginning of, of the, the start of hunting season, oh. and uh, so Ed Gein sort of did a little... Uh, Recon, okay. Uh, headed into the you know the the hardware store and you know spoke to Bernice's son. Oh, so uh, Bernice, uh, so so you going uh, you going hunting? Mm-hmm. <laughs> is uh, is is Bernice going hunting? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> well, wasn't he, wasn't he a regular? I think he was a regular client. I, mean, I think he was a regular. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he was know, so unassuming. It was that's that's the other thing. Yeah. yeah. But you know, just given the fact that you know he he'd gone in and made a point to ask. Oh, so is your mom going to be here all uh, all day then? Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, yeah. So Warden's son had told investigators that Gein had been in the store the evening before the disappearance, saying he would return the following morning for a gallon of antifreeze. A sales slip for a gallon of antifreeze was the last receipt written by Warden on the morning she disappeared. So they go to the house. Upon searching Gein's property, investigators discovered Warden's decapitated body in a shed hung upside down by ropes at her wrists with a crossbar at her ankles. And she was basically trussed and dressed like a deer. Mm-hmm. And the police probably said, well, it is the <clears throat> second day of hunting season after all, so that's not too unusual. Let's keep looking. 
countless of that, I think, are really kind of like also set like the whole entire precipice of like where the because mm. like they went in with flashlights and it was completely dark and they had no idea what's going on and literally someone bumped into something turned around hit a flashlight and uh, it's the body yeah. And, yeah so still glistening on the inside <laughs> yeah. from where yeah. she'd had all of her innards removed uh, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. good stuff this the, the first time i saw that picture i was working at a bookstore it was uh, the summer between i think my freshman freshman and sophomore year of college and I was working at Laureate's Laureate's Books in the South Shore Plaza and uh, and of course you know I would be tidying up the bookshelves and 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 I would just always kind of wander around in the the, the true crime books and yep. there was a, you know the Ed Gein book and there was the picture right and and, and, and this is pre-internet so yeah. mm-hmm. you know when you come across mm-hmm. a picture like that in a book back in those days it was yeah. like whoa what? Just like yeah. what yeah. what yeah. um but yeah that's why I yeah keep going back and flipping through the Ed Gein book and yeah she's back there looking at the Ed Gein book again you need to come up and do <laughs> something about the remainder table. <laughs> Lisa, you're scaring the regulars. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So this is what else they found in the house. Ready? Ready. Yeah, ready. Ready. Four noses. Check. Whole human bones and fragments. Check. Nine masks made of human skin. Check, 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 Bowls <laughs> made from human skulls. Ten female heads with the tops sawed off. Human skin covering several chair seats. Mary Hogan, the other missing woman, the tavern owner, Mary Hogan's head in a paper bag. And he still didn't get charged for it. Bernice Warden's Wait. head in a burlap sack. Here we go. Nine vulvas in a shoebox. Yeah, see like now. Nine vulvas now, in a right. shoebox. Just to just to let the audience in on the fact Jesus. that we did have a little preliminary conversation about this. Mm-hmm. So uh, nine vulvas means to me that uh, well, uh, I have an idea of what a, I know what a vulva is. Mm-hmm. Lisa can tell you I know what a vulva is. Um, right? Now I'm not so sure. <laughs> I always consider. <laughs> I thought vulvas were like. Uh, maybe I'm thinking of the wrong thing, right? But uh, don't you have like? Aren't they in pairs? Oh <laughs> <laughs> it's like lips. If you had nine lips. <laughs> In a box, right? That's, that, that, those are called labia. Oh, okay. That's so not... then where's the vulva? Is that the whole thing? Oh, my God. So he's got nine of them. All right. All right. Well, he's got, yes. So and, he's and, I am never, and I am never letting you near my Laguna mystery again. <laughs> you better. Now you're going to have to, like, start from it's scratch. Right, yeah, if, if, any, if anything, it seems it's turned into an educational yeah, it's, 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 now, we, now we know. So he had nine, nine, okay. nine vulvas in a shoebox. Okay. Skulls on his bedpost. Well, two, two, two of those were, were potentially also from underage girls, too, which is weirder. Yeah. yeah. And one of them was, one, one of them was painted silver. Yep. That's... Wow, that's, that's silver vulva. Yeah. It's a very, very glam band. You yeah, know. dude was ahead of his time, right? <laughs> oh my god, silver vulva. Yeah, holy cow. That, that was a that was a missing uh, that was a missing T Rex track. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say New York Dolls, but yeah. New York Dolls. Silver vulva. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) A spaceship with a silver vulva. (laughs) 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 (laughs)
<laughs> All right. Sorry. Okay. So, uh, skulls on the bedpost, mm-hmm. organs in the refrigerator, a mm-hmm. pair of lips on a drawstring for a window shade, mm-hmm. a belt. Oh, that's an idea. A belt made from human female nipples. Nipple belt. And uh, and then of course you know the mo- the most well there's all there, there's also well not not yet but the the boogers he also yep. he collected his own boogers mm-hmm. I'm just reporting the facts okay um, but like so now I, I, that's probably the most normal thing I've heard about him today I'm just you know but he did he yeah. did have a, a collection of of nose goblins yeah. they're, they're, they do sell boxes for children yeah yeah and booger boxes booger boxes. Mm-hmm. boxes I did not well you have a child so you would know these things mm-hmm. but this booger is, this, boxes this is, uh, he's a little he's a little early for the booger box yeah and okay. and of course the now, now you can do the the, the drum roll is the the mammary vest the the mammary vest because he he had been um robbing graves and Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. and stealing Mm -hmm. women's corpses and then skinning them and uh and tanning them you know Mm -hmm. for for hides and and of course so the so the ed gein mammary vest which address yeah which is um it's fascinating mm-hmm. um i'm curious though i want to go back to the nipple belt because uh-huh. i'm wondering now so did he have like basically a hole through the center of each nipple and that's pretty no. much where the yeah, thing yeah. for the belt went think, through think of think of like let's well let's let's just bring it up i mean our oh, our, our 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 guests won't our, be yeah, able our to our listeners, our won't listeners won't. Won't. Yeah. at this point in time use your google Use your Google machine. Use your Google machine, and uh, and I so, will show you here that here we go. And, here we go. Yeah. It's like those leather, like you know, like the leather, like sunflower belts. Yeah. Like, it's, it's kind okay. Of like that. All right. Cool. It's yeah. It's a beautiful work of art. It's it, some, it truly how, is. How are we on vulgarity in this? Uh, oh, we can cut. There's, yeah, there's yeah, no, it's some straight listen, hippie no shit. Limits. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's it's uh, some yeah. Shit. Mm. Uh, so oh yeah, well, here's the. Here's the, the, you can sort of see it from here. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Oh, I see. Okay. I see. Nibble belt. And, but then, but then the mammary vest, which he would apparently don as well as, uh, you know, the, the face masks and and scalps and, and dance in the moonlight. And watch his shadows. Yes. He's He's always in the full moon. Wow. He would, he would watch his transforming shape casting against the hillsides of... Wisconsin. So I got the picture. Wow, a lot of, to do out there. Where's the mammary vest? Oh, there's it's a lot to do in Wisconsin. Evidently, it's just all yeah. twisted stuff like this. Yeah, he was a he was a white old ghoul. Yeah. Yeah, mammary vest. It's I'm not well, seeing. Well, it doesn't. The listeners aren't going to get the benefit of you googling well, anyway. I mean, so. but, but I mean, it was. Can, I mean, it was a all, very impressive uh, undergarment. I'm sure. Uh, okay, here I'm we sure go. they've all found it by now. Sort of see it here. <laughs> Mm. But uh, yeah, so you know, yeah, he basically and and it you know affixed in the back, and and he would you put it on like a vest, and so this was a busy guy. The moonlight singing things yeah. from the memories. This was this was a busy guy, and up till now, I chopped you to bits. Now I'm wearing yeah. your tits. Yeah. That's, that's oh, that's very good. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah, I mean, you know, he was a craftsman. He was a craftsman. He was, he was, yeah. He was a craftsman. He was a hunter. He, mm. he was a hunter he was and a hunter. gatherer, and yeah. uh, you know, definitely a, a, a craftsman. I bet um, he could hem his own pants too. Probably. 
So Maybe. you know, so, so let you know, we'll, we'll you know, without getting into the whole history of the of the trial and and all uh-huh. of that stuff, uh, you know, basically. You know, this was this was a, a horrible thing in the fifties. I mean, it was a hor- it's a horrible thing no matter what. Yeah, but yeah. but it definitely inspired. Uh, you know, it inspired Psycho, obviously yes. for the you know the the mother fixation and mm-hmm. the Norman Bates character and the and the and the perfectly preserved room of mm-hmm. the mother, mm-hmm. which is one of the, you know. Mm-hmm. Can you imagine you know having to you know knock those knock the door down you've seen all of this horrible stuff and yeah. contained in in a couple of rooms and mm-hmm. then and now there's rooms that are boarded off yeah what's going to be in this room what's going to yeah. be in this room and it, and it was just perfectly Perfect, preserved, preserved. Yeah. dusty but like his yeah. like the bible was still in the same spot on the night table that it mm-hmm. last bed like was made very, yeah yeah intriguing yeah it's, yeah it's it's everything that goes into this it shows like deliberate snaps and breaks of psychosis yeah and it's just a constant downhill spiral and it's really 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 unfortunate it's yeah. horrifying at the same time yeah. it's, it's, it's 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 so now we've got so we, we we've already acknowledged like the the complete you know uh, lack or, or inefficiency or inability of of the detectives and the police to have you know tracked down any of these missing people and murder victims and everything that's happened and then also there obviously was no like mental health system back then mm-hmm. um you know basically his problems were pretty much just you know his brother tried to get him to be less of a sissy and then that was it it wasn't he, as and he off him it wasn't the, the, the situation with the brother was the fact of from what I understand is that they were living in the city and like basically Augustus the whole entire foil on this whole entire situation mm. I mean the mother was almost like a, a like a holdover from the temperance movement as far as her being like really really like super religious and she was like right. very right. anti-drinking anti-drinking and like, anti-smoking and like, blah, blah, blah. like and like the father I guess was just a lush and so there was that Mm-hmm. that going against each other and then they had a grocery store in La Crosse mm-hmm. and then they sold that and moved Ed out when he was eight so they moved him out what rough math like 1915 yeah mm-hmm. so if you think about it here's this family living in this burgeoning and growing city right and they're providing goods to all of you know yeah. the community right and then all of a sudden this event happens like let's call it World War One. yep like this whole entire idea of the world starting to get both bigger and smaller at the same time, she freaks out, starts thinking that lacrosse is, is like a song. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's the worst place in the world. It's just filled with sin and, and, and horrible, horrible the, the, the drudges of society. So they decide to move out to Plainfield and buy this. What was it? Sixty-five. Mm-hmm. Some like like hundred like sixty five acre hundred sixty five acre like yeah like property yeah yeah the farmhouse have, have and a go stuff. At, yeah have a go at it yeah. and like literally live completely removed from everything right so technically it's like this guy's been stuck in like you know like eighteen ninety four right yeah as far as mentality and, right yeah and then as that devolved once the father died the brother mm-hmm. went out and started kind of like seeing what was out there he interacting the with the world yep. yeah. yeah he fell in love with a girl. girlfriend yep got out of that situation and was basically kind of like yo Eddie <laughs> yo I think mom's a fucking <laughs> don't you say that about my mama but, but Eddie Eddie listen no no <laughs> but but Eddie, Eddie no you got you got it mama no 
Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Bruised on the head. No, 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 no. Well, Smoke I inhalation. Can, well, I haven't been able to. I haven't been able to find him, but I, I can take you right to where his body is. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> yeah. I staggered out in a fog. <laughs> I can't remember anything. <laughs> What's your luck? <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's certain things about this dude because, like, there's like this perception that he was just a simpleton. Yeah. Like, you know, he. Mm-hmm. I mean, he tested below average intelligence. He. he didn't get past seventh grade. Um, whenever he went to school, which is his only social interactions, he was perpetually bullied because as, as he, effeminate. he was a feminine, he was kind of weird. I mean, like, it's a weird looking dude. Yeah. I can only imagine what, like, the old man looked like as a little kid, you know? Mm-hmm. And, like, he was discouraged from having social interactions, having friends, having anything other than the fact of going to school, doing what you need to do, coming home, and being at the service of mother. Mm. I mean, that's... Mother. I mean, yeah, exactly. Mother. Mother. Um, in, in any other sense, um, I mean, A, I mean, that's a toxic situation, but when you have someone that's absolutely, absolutely batshit crazy, like Augusta was, then yeah. it just gets kicked down into an even another, like, larger realm. And especially hiding behind the whole entire terms of, like, religion. I mean, like, her favorite passages were out of revelations mm-hmm. yeah you know oh yeah yeah just then she would just sit there and doctor right. them with that the, and the fact that women yeah. as they were were just yeah. the scum of the earth right evil yeah, yeah. Right. they were yeah they're gonna take my boy away they're taking my boy they're just in general, my boy away. Yeah. in general i mean it, it, like the 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 way that it's that i've seen like how she would expound upon these things it just seems like it was something deeper than just the fact of like being protective over her family it was like mm. Something happened. Yeah. Something yeah. happened. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But yeah, so that was the inspiration behind uh yeah. behind the, the, the Norman Bates mm-hmm. character like, now, and that <clears throat> the obsession with the mother and now for the benefit of our audience, which really means tell me because I'm ignorant and don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, I obviously as you know, I'm sure most people have seen the movie Psycho or mm-hmm. at least familiar with it, but uh, I don't know much about the background behind it. Was Psycho based on a novel? Was Psycho something that uh, Hitchcock wrote or somebody else wrote? Uh, Robert Bloch was living in Wisconsin at the mm-hmm. time. And that's the other thing about the Ed Gein case that gave it a lot of legs is you got to think about like that. It, it, that was a cover story on Time and Life magazine. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. So like it's 1957. Yeah. And this tiny yeah. little yeah. town is just deluged yeah. with yeah. press. Yeah. Yeah. Like I, I actually can get into it in a little bit, but I, I got curious. I was like, what is Plainfield like now? Mm. And like I looked into some stuff and like it's it. It ain't, it ain't good. Yeah. So it, just, yeah. it just seems, it's like, you know, it's marginally below, like, even, like, the mean for Wisconsin as far as, like, national average. Uh, poverty so, like, and the poverty level in yeah. Which is already below. I mean, right. like, I think they're, like, at, like, the 68th percentile of poverty level. Yeah. And it's, it's like, probably eight, gone full circle since the 50s because they yeah. probably, you know, the boom and then bust and the mm-hmm. post-industrial. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The, only, the only building that still exists is actually the... The hardware store. Oh, the hardware oh, wow. store. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah, Interesting. Yeah, because they tore down yeah. the house. You know, uh, yeah. not not too no, it long. Got, it got. It got. Oh, it, that's right. They they ins- it, it, it 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 caught fire. Caught fire. Act of yeah. God. Act of God. Uh, caught yeah. fire. And for those of you <laughs> listening, burned to the ground and Jonathan salted is the making, earth. Jonathan is making air quotes. Just air quotes. Air quotes. Air, quotes. Yeah, air is down. like yeah. stagnant with air quotes. Yeah. Um. But yeah, it was the day before they're going to do the public auction of his. Of the grounds, mm. you know, the state's trying to recoup monies, whatever, whatnot. And then the day before, all of a sudden, 
Mm-hmm. Everyone saw this gigantic, huge orange hue in the sky. They went out in the old game farm. Stones I game well. Yeah, and it, Salt yeah. the earth. People still showed up, though. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There was like hundreds upon hundreds of people that just wanted to go and just check it out. And the brain trust of the Plainfield Police Department probably mm-hmm. figured that out right away. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mary's Tavern got yeah. got torn down. Yeah. Yeah, that was so, just an empty lot. Yeah, so ba- so this is the backstory for Psycho. And this, yeah, the, the yeah. novel the novel was written in '59. Okay, yeah. and then the movie cool. was done in '60. And basically, yeah. Block heard the story because I mean, he was there, but then mm. it took off nationally. Um, he was a pulp writer, so if you think about like the elements of Psycho, like the whole entire con game, right? Like this, the the like that situation is just shoehorning the heavy as being mm. the antagonist as being the psycho murderer. Mm-hmm. And I mean, there's other elements too, I think that are taken like, like if you look at the fact of how he's trying to take like these really, 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 really gruesome elements mm-hmm. and kind of shoehorn them into something that's a little more like palatable for yeah. the general public. Like right. instead of him wearing the mammary vest, vest yeah. he's wearing the dress. He's right. wearing, yeah. Stuff right. like that. Right. right. That there's still that like obsession, like the duality. I mean, yeah. we could sit here and probably just go off and talk about like just how Hitchcock turned it into more of a, yeah. Psychoanalytical, like masterpiece, especially right. like, from the cinematography and whatever, whatnot. I mean, mm, like, sure. it's, it's hits on so many levels, but I mean, like, it's funny because, like, with Psycho and then also with the other, the big, other big two, mm-hmm. um, it's, I've always found that, like, they take different things right. from the game story mm-hmm. and they're not, re- they, they explore them in their own ways. In their own way. Right, yeah. right, right. Yeah. You know, so with, yeah, with James Gum in Silence of the Lambs, it's mm-hmm. that um, wanting to be. Right. Well, I mean, it, it's such a complicated thing because it's you don't the, want to get into transvestism or or trans, the you know the transgender issue. I mean, like James Gunn was a psycho. I yeah. mean, he was Buffalo Bill, and 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 he's you know making making a suit out mm-hmm. of out. Yeah. Know, he's making a, a woman's suit. Yeah. Well, here's the thing: like Buffalo Bill, like like the, he was so insidious and so like wretched and vile. They had to give him a fucking dog. Yeah. to make him like human at least a little right. yeah, you know? human right you know they had to give him precious just so it's like there's precious. like that precious precious yeah. <laughs> <laughs> give me back my precious give me so my they, fucking dog yeah right right. Yeah. right right they needed something to try and transfer like some type of uh, right because right. I mean you know and, and like did Gein want to be his mother did, did I mean was Gein so obsessed with Augusta that he wanted to become Augusta or did he uh, you know was was he just, I, you know, it's, it's, it's just, it's hard to, you know, why, and, and, you know, the the women, the women that he killed, both Bernice and Mary physically resembled Augusta. And I'm, you know, I'm sure the, the, the graves that he dug up, you know, had Mm -hmm. women that Mm -hmm. also in some way. Perpetually perusing the obituaries. That's what all the. Right. Yeah. There's a documentary that's, that's on the internet. That's from like probably the early 90s that has interviews with residents at the time people mm-hmm. that like actually knew him right. that like you know there's this one gentleman this is what I always found really kind of crazy is the fact that like he's always viewed as a subtle he's mm-hmm. always viewed as someone that was just a little bit dim right? yeah. you know like in, even like interviews with like people like townspeople archival ones mm-hmm. right they're like yeah just found them kind of simple yeah like you know they never thought of it yeah but the like gears that. are constantly turning constantly i mean turning. like you know he knew enough how to get into the graveyard mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. and just and dig up these graves mm-hmm. and then rebury right that's another there's this there, there's a suspicion that he might have had a um an accomplice an accomplice mm-hmm. and that person might have 
disappeared. Or potentially more than one accomplished, yeah. Because yeah, he was a little guy. And, you yeah. know, grave digging is not, you know. No, it's not easy. Yeah. Not easy. It takes me several hours. Yeah. <laughs> um, so in one of those interviews, there was a gentleman who was probably at that point in time, like in his 50s, who was a child. And worked on one of the farms as him being handyman, doing odd jobs and stuff. Was he babysat by Ed? Because you know, no, Ed liked Ed liked to babysit the kids. <laughs> he did, he did, he did. But but he worked on like basically Ed would do odd jobs around his father's farm. Mm-hmm. Um, and he said that there was conversations about Mary, about 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 the tavern. The tavern owner. Like no one's. It's like man, like where you know, like no one's ever seen her. Like I wonder what's going on because like, mm-hmm. people are just like, how could this happen? Right. I mean, like we're talking about like you know, like, I think the population now is like eight hundred some odd people. Yeah. yeah. Census in two hundred in uh, two thousand was like two hundred thirty eight people. So I mean, like it's like small, isolated, yeah. rural, right, North American farm country. Like, oh, who knows what happened? Where she could have run off? Blah, blah blah. Like, and I guess this dude said that Ed was like, oh, I got her back in my place. Like he was straight up, just, just like, just yeah. like, just the, you're like, ha ha ha. Yeah. yeah. Like, oh, yeah. you galoof. Okay. Yeah. Like, stop like, it. But like the thing is, though, is like if you think about it, like he admitted it. Yeah. He, yeah. he 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 completely was just like, like yeah, man, she's. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone was I just got like, her oh. head in a bag. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then people would just be like, I don't know, bro. Oh, Ed. Dad, mm-hmm. Ed. He's always kidding. Yeah. yeah. But um, as far as the sauce, and as far as the, uh, like, I think that, like, a Buffalo Bill, I think is actually kind of, like, in some ways, kind of the furthest removed from certain aspects of the game. Like, mm-hmm. Nexus. Mm-hmm. Well, because it plays so much with the terms of, like, what really is undefined. Right. You know, as far as like the sexuality aspect of it. Yeah. Because like Buffalo Bill is just a sexual like entity. He's mm-hmm. just like this monster. It's all about him wanting to take on this role to wear yeah. the skin, to do this, to do this, to mm-hmm. this. And it's all torture. It's all pain. Yeah. I mean, there's elements of it that are very. I'd fuck me. <laughs> God. I'd fuck me. I'd fuck me hard. Actually, one, one of my projects does a, a cover of. Um, of that goodbye, song? Of Goodbye Horses. I can't listen to that song. I mean, like without thinking of that scene anymore. Imagine it's it's just. Sing it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 Oh my god! I'll just say this: I hate the high notes. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure you do. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> no, no, none of that happens. Yeah. No, the tuck, no tuck. Honey, no, do no you tuck. really need to use the whole roll of duct tape for that? I don't. <laughs> God. Sometimes, sometimes, sometimes. But yeah, I think that like there's like that because there was never really any like as you're saying. There's no real effects into the terms of him being, you know, being a homosexual, being Mm -hmm. this, that, the other thing. But the thing is, though, is also I mean, like, put in the filter of like you know 1957. Yeah. I mean, like that is already a taboo lifestyle, and even if he had predilections and interest in that, I mean, like there's the whole entire thing of the mother. You know right. what I mean? Like derailing women. Like so let's say let's say he was, you know, trans. So mm-hmm. say he was he was part of him felt that like he was not represented and hit the body that he should be in. Mm-hmm. Say part of it was that. I mean like that I mean, to me, that makes sense. How, yeah. like, that type of, like, fracturing mm-hmm. could sit there and get even further. Because then, like, if you look at the situation with, like, the Volvas and stuff like yeah. that. Yeah. I mean, like, he was a hunter. Everyone that were down there was a hunter. Like, sure. He yeah. treated all these bodies like 
stock. Right. Right. Because they didn't have any value because like these never really had an established idea of, right. you know, right. And like he was supposedly like with, with the crime books, he also supposedly started reading pornography. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And like, all this take, stuff that Augusta never, never yeah. would have approved of. Right. Yeah. And you think it's like, like, you know, stuck in this like world that's, late 18 early 1900s yeah and all of a sudden he's like birthed into like post-world war ii america yeah in all of that right yeah right and even if i mean even if he he wouldn't have known how to have a healthy relationship with anyone let and most particularly with a woman so even if he was even if he was not you know either homosexual or transgender or even Perfectly normal, healthy, you know, desires that he might have had mm-hmm. towards women were completely twisted by his mother. Mm-hmm. So, right, right. You know, he, he's and it's interesting because Ted Levine, you know, or, or who played Buffalo Bill in the movie, was you yeah. know, I think that I think there was a concern over that movie that this, this character is going to be misinterpreted. Oh, you yeah. know, um, right. and I, I found this interesting quote. Um, from uh, from the actor, the stance I took was more of an acutely homophobic heterosexual man doing that mocking thing. I kind of took it that he was sort of imitating the way his mother might have talked to the poodle. Um, by hearing that voice in the sense he's sort of talking to himself, his inner poodle, as it were. The other thing is that the other thing he's not is he's not a transvestite either or a transsexual. Um he was playing with these ideas and he's tried on a whole lot of personas and just got hooked on this idea of dressing in a woman's skin. Yeah. That's an easy, that's an easy workaround. And that definitely yeah. makes it more. And if you think about it, that's, if you think about it, that's probably more into the terms of where it got sourced from game. Right. 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 There's no, as you aptly put it, there's no idea of what an actual healthy relationship is. Right. There's no idea of like what, makes that person in, in an individual in their own way because sure. like, he was never given never given the opportunity yeah. to to connect with other human beings other right. other than and his mother not other women yeah certainly not other women yeah. um you know whereas you know to touch briefly on texas chainsaw massacre i mean you know leatherface is just yeah he's just yeah he's just yeah like texas chainsaw massacre is just more about okay you know let's let's take let's take the most the disgusting crimes. aspects of we'll, it exactly we'll take well and we'll take the aspects of the actions the activities the, cl- the crimes and the victims mm-hmm. and really not the the, the criminal yeah no there's the, nothing there's no, there's no like subtle you yeah. know yeah i no, mean that's the thing no that's character thing. analysis going on in yeah. this no, 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 no. Like, like in order, I would definitely think that. I mean, like, Psycho, psycho it gets the it gets the psychoanalytical idea of it all down. It's right. yeah. the portrayal of that. And like, I've always found, like, Texas Chainsaw Massacre is just, like, the aesthetic horror. Yeah. Like, right. that, that right. you know, the caravan of... of Somehow... Of, uh, and when you look at when you look at the pictures of the stuff that they found in Gein's house, mm-hmm. and then you put that against the, the things that you find in, in the Texas Chainsaw Massacre house, I mean... Yep. They're not far off. No, I mean, right. it's it's it's, it's 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 not far off. I mean, it, it's horrible shit. It's, yeah, it's it's really horrible. It's like beyond horrible. And and you have when so that's the thing that's when you're watching Texas. When I'm watching Texas Chainsaw Massacre, and you're you're looking at the mask, you know, Leatherface, you know, the mask, and 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 you know, it's 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 cla- it's cartoonish, right. but. 
those Gein's yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. it's, you can't yeah. believe that it's real, uh, yeah. and it yeah. is. Yeah. yeah, but I just can't imagine that Gunnar Hansen at some point just was like, okay, like, oh, what's my motivation? Here? You know what I mean? Like, I don't think he was really, you know, having these, you, you got notes for me? I, I don't know, let's, you know. Just spin around <laughs> with the chainsaw. Yeah, right. <laughs> do you know Do you know the, the Gunnar Hansen story about during production no at Hooper Dayton oh no alright so like alright so Psycho <laughs> Psycho Psycho's like Psycho's great Texas Chainsaw Master might be my favorite just for the fact of it just being this complete package of like how can we take a concept and an idea mm-hmm. and remove but have that mirror the reality because I mean you, right. have, you have the farmhouse right you have the isolation the isolation yeah right. you have the the atrocity exhibits right mm-hmm. you have like the uh, perversion of sexualization yeah the fact of like you know like the whole entire you know yeah. the, right the, the victimhood of like you know you even you, you have sort that. of like the preserved dead ancestors yes. thing or almost yes. dead ancestors yes. yeah right that I mean you have you have all of that but it also adds a level of humanity okay so like Buffalo Bill there's no humanity there's no little point other than the dog. Other right. than the dog. Leatherface, right. it's like kind of like, it's also like a representation of that, uh, that arrested development. Because mm-hmm. like, think about the last scene. Yeah. Where he's chasing the girl through the woods. Right. Okay. Imagine that being just like this petulant little child trying to show off his new toy. Being like, he doesn't have any friends. Yeah. yeah. And it's like, it's like, <laughs> bro, what's doing with a chainsaw? What's doing? And he's at the end. He's having a tantrum at the end. It's yeah. like, hey, where'd you go? <laughs> you know, I mean, like, there's, there's that kind of element where it's like, there's no uh, socialization uh, aspect. You're a good dad, aren't you? I am a good dad. <laughs> and, you know, <laughs> I, yeah. I, I have I, I, I've seen you dropping uh, off your, your little at the, at the, the little guy. But I'm dying. I'm dying. I want to get back to you. So, I mean, there's, there's two stories. One, one is about that end scene and the fact that he didn't tell the girl. That Leatherface is yeah. the wall. Yeah. And so she, literally what you're seeing on screen is that girl having an actual nervous breakdown. Yeah. Oh, God. Did you know that? That sounds vaguely familiar. I knew that. I well, well that's also yeah. been the, but that, that's also what um, what Kubrick did to uh, fucking Shelly Duvall in The Shining. Like, fucked yeah. her yeah. up permanently. Permanently. Let's have a question. Who do you think treated their uh, lead worse? Do you think Hitchcock and Tempe Hedren or do you think uh, Kubrick and Shelly Duvall? That's tough. Right? Yeah. That's tough. Because, I mean, both of them just basically just ruined, mm-hmm. ruined mm-hmm. them to get to get what they wanted mm-hmm. out of the scene. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's and what? The Shining, and we talked about The Shining in the, in the second episode of the podcast where we're talking about addiction and alcoholism. But, you know, one thing, one thing that we didn't really get into, obviously, was Shelley Duvall. And then, you know, that's, that's, that's a whole other, like, thing there like that's her movie mm-hmm. that is her movie but mm-hmm. like at what cost yeah 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 I mean I she just had to start doing a whole shit ton of cocaine and do Popeye with Robert Altman uh, yeah and then the story the story time the, the fairy tale I'm Duvall yes hi I'm Shelley Duvall hi I'm Shelley Duvall hi I'm Shelley Duvall hi I'm Shelley Duvall God stop hi I'm Shelley Duvall hi I'm Shelley Duvall <laughs> so the one thing is that and, and I think I think if you think about that story of of Hooper basically torturing this girl and like mm. literally giving her a nervous breakdown to get the effect of the scene mm-hmm. um, there's also something he did to Hanson as far as not letting him get out of the leather, leather face outfit while they had production breaks so like, they all be having a lunch and stuff like that right. they have to leave the gear on 
Yeah. And of course, they're filming it in like the middle of August. Right. Yeah. There's nothing, yeah. nothing like doing method acting when it's not your choice to do method yeah. acting. Yeah. And I guess because, you know, Gunner's a bigger dude. Yep. Right. He would get a little schwitzy. Mm. And then that schwitz would start to absorb into like all the, yeah. the apron, uh, the suit, yeah. and stuff like that. So I guess what happened is like they'd all be sitting together. And then throughout the course of the production, the whole of the crew would start kind of pushing further and further like, away. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. yeah. he just like was just right. Yeah. yeah. And like that right there, I think kind of like also harkens in the idea of like that isolationism, like trying right. to like force that, you know, perpetual state of like it's me against the world. Yeah. Right. And that's why I think he just wanted to shake off his chainsaw. Yeah. Or else he was just like, fuck this shit. Is this the last scene? Right. Thank God. Yeah. <laughs> right. Right. Um, yeah. Well, there's another movie that they say. Did you have, have you seen Motel Hell? I've seen Motel Hell. And yeah, I mean, I, I guess in tangentially, you know, it's a very, you know, in there. that, the, in that the, the owner, you know, has a mother hang up and is, and is isolated. Yeah. Um, but as far as what they do with, you know, burying people up to their necks, you know, yeah, and, yeah, and yeah. you know, and treating them like veal, yeah. you know, that, that, yeah. that, I mean, I just, cause you always see that on a list of movies that were inspired by Ed Gein. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, mm, no, no. Mm-hmm. I mean like that, that's a, <laughs> it's, that movie is entertaining in its own way. Yeah, but it's um, not. It's not. It's not as like I would say like House of a Thousand Corpses has a more of a connection towards Ed Gein's story. Right. Than right. Until hell. And then um, what's the other one? Um, Nineteen seventy four. Um, the name of the movie. Uh, uh, of course, now I'm gonna look this yeah, up. Yeah, I have to look that up. I wonder. I would say like the deranged. Even, deranged. Deranged. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely more so. Yeah, more so than more than so than Motel Hell. Hell. Yeah. yeah, like no, no. So no did, just... I, I'm not familiar with Motel Motel Hell, but it sounds like it had a something of a cannibalism. Yes, aspect, yeah. and that's obviously yes. the, the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Mm-hmm. But now, in Gein himself, is there any evidence of him? It seems to be the the only yeah. There's there's the heart in the frying pan that that, uh-huh. that was found on the stove. The head in the freezer. The head in the freezer. Okay, a heart in a frying pan on a stove. It seems to me a pretty, I mean, I'm not a Plainfield, Wisconsin detective, or wait, but that, or that seems like a pretty good indicator that maybe he was eating something. Was that something. Dahmer? But they, well, they found, I mean, Dahmer definitely ate them. Um, there was always, but I'm trying to remember, was the heart in the skillet Gein or yeah, Dahmer? There, or both? They, they, when they went through, it, they found uh, Woodson's uh, heart. On okay. in, in a skillet. In a skillet. Uh, there was always kind of like loose speculation because he never admitted But I mean, so he was throwing mm. body parts everywhere is yeah. the thing. Like, yeah. you know, the, the, there were heads that were stuffed under chairs. There were, you know, there were well, now, body see, parts that were folded into a suit of men's clothes yeah. and then stuffed in a, in a, head a box. Under a, a head under a chair is a pretty good indicator to me, too, because I know my stepfather used to leave uh, <laughs> Used to leave the ice cream bowls under the chair. My mom used to get pissed and she'd blame me for it. So I'm, I'm can imagine, I can picture Ed, you know, sitting there, no TV, no electricity in the house, but maybe he's got one of his, you know, dirty right. magazines right. or something. Right. He's got the right. New York Times. He's doing the crossword, wants a little snack, a couple of eyeballs, maybe a tongue, and then the head goes under the chair. And just, well, I, I think he was eating normal food, but he was eating them out of the skull bowls. Yeah, that's that's what it would be. Because you have to think about this. It's like there's only two quote unquote confirmed kills. Right. One right. thing there, there was never any. He never admitted straight up being like, "I'd be like, yeah, I ate her face." Yeah. None of that. But it, it was more. The speculation comes into the fact of like he supposedly quote unquote wasn't a hunter. Right. But then at the same point in time, like he always had packages of venison for people. 
Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Oh, you know, yeah. yeah. I get where you're going yeah. with this. Yeah. yeah. Cool. yeah. But the thing is, though, is that, like, as far as, like, his, his you know. Hey there, thanks that's, for inviting yeah. me over for dinner. Yeah. This, hey, is uh, a, this is so shocking over there. Yeah. Got some reddish, a rather tender subject. Yeah. Venison. Oh, yeah. Venison and some there. macaroni and, uh, and pickles. Oh, mm-hmm. Well, that, so, was, that was the dinner he was eating yeah. when, uh, when the police came and got mm-hmm. him. He was over a neighbor's mm-hmm. house. Neighbor invited, uh, you know, because people. Liked him, you know, Maybe, so yeah. lonely life. and he was like my pork, kids. pork chops, macaroni, and pickles. Yeah. Yeah. I was, I was actually hoping that we had enough time to go and get slices of apple pie with melted with cheddar cheese. cheese. On them. Yeah, because mm. that's what that's that's what got the the police to the, mm-hmm. the to for it took. It took them. He he was just like, "Well, I'd like some pie." You yeah. know, yeah. <laughs> yeah. what oh. what can we do to get ate, you to talk? So oh. he ate the pie, mm-hmm. and then he just outed. Wow. Yeah, it's a lot to get off your chest. He didn't fully admit to to the the murder of uh, Bloody Mary until after the police sheriff slammed his head into the wall, and that's why that became inadmissible evidence. And he, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. Regardless of them finding, well, you think this is a little town, little town sheriff, you know, never having having to deal with something of this magnitude. Well, you know, it's just and died like six months afterwards too. Six months. Or yeah, yeah, like was it six months after? I thought it was six months because he was tried like a while after he was found competent to stand trial 10 years after the fact okay so yeah i think i think he died i think he died i think he died after he went to trial Mm. i could be wrong about that well and i'm thinking you know from a couple of different perspectives he is probably starts to talk about what he did and doesn't even really have a perspective of how weird this is because he's been yeah. weird all his life. Yeah. Like he's, he, he does not, as we discussed yeah. earlier, he does not have the same perspective on the world and other nope. people or anything that nope. other people do. So he's telling this cop, well, yeah, sure. You know, um, yeah, I, you know, I killed this person or I did this yeah. to that person's body. And the cop is sitting there getting furious because, you know, you're, you're sitting here like nothing, telling me these horrible things you did, and he doesn't realize that he's making this cop angry or saying anything because he, you know, this is a whole perspective. Yeah, his whole universe is these yeah. is it this very limited exposure yeah. to like three other people, basically his mom and mm-hmm. father and brother, mm-hmm. and everybody else is looking at like this monster. Mm-hmm. And I'm not, I'm not apologizing for him or anything no, like no, that, no, but no, it's no. just that I can imagine being in a room with him and listening to him talk. You'd be like, how can you just sit there and say like that you just did that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, like yeah, yeah. That, that's that's that speaks to something. Like, there's always like an inherent kind of like, I mean, like any classic monster, there is an element of sadness. Mm-hmm. I mean, you look at Frankenstein's creature. Yeah, there's an element of sadness. Look at Dracula. Yeah, those classic arch. Yeah, they're yeah. they're, they're yeah. tragic figures in and of themselves. Yeah. Right. And the, what's the most tragic thing of all is like having a family that completely like abandons all aspects of just like sensibility. Right. You know, I mean, we can sit there and use this as a conversation as to like you know like the evils of isolationism against the mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. eventually constantly modernizing world. Mm-hmm. You know, but I mean. <laughs> I think we're seeing enough of that play out right now in real life. Yeah, yeah pretty um, much. Right. But it's definitely... Um, yeah, I mean, you see like you, you see with, with Dahmer, with Charlie mm-hmm. Manson, with, mm-hmm. you know, uh, these uh, archetypal monsters, as you say, there's always this element of, you know, a, a childhood where they did not get to 
develop empathy and develop. Did you read the uh, graphic novel or see the movie that was based on the graphic novel, um, My Friend Dahmer? Yes, and I, <sighs> I, I, I brought that. The movie was devastating. Well, the, the, the comic, I mean, the, the, the graphic novel was great, but yeah. the, the, the movie was devastating. And it was one of those Disney actors. It's one of those really? Disney actors playing playing nobody. It's And I can't remember. No, but I'm saying, like, that's weird. Like, good. Yeah. It's like, I've read the graphic novel. Yeah. Um, I was actually, like, I took that with me when I went over overseas and I was like, yeah. I went to the UAE and I was like terrified of bringing it in because I didn't know if it was going to get confiscated and I was going to be put on some type of lift. <laughs> oh, God. So I'm like, I was, I was like, I don't want to read this. I really want to bring it with me. Good, but, Mm-hmm. Yeah, and but the film, oh my god, and it's I can't remember the the guy's name, but he's you know he he's one of these Disney actors, yeah. and he you he became like teenage Dahmer, and you see you know how mm. it just and yeah and it's. It, his parents were just not particularly interested in mm-hmm. him. Right. And then he wasn't he, ra- he they he moved into his grandparents or something mm, like that? Uh, that was later. Later. Okay, but yeah, um yeah. no, I mean because actually his parents just pretty much abandoned him. Yeah. And and he was yeah. living in that house by the time he was a senior in high school, he was living in that house by himself. Right. Um, and where he was just able to just begin to bury things in the backyard yeah Yeah. well well well, begin to act out all of these fantasies but the Mm. thing that was so like tragic about it was like there was no real connection i mean he he'd been you know quote unquote befriended by this group of guys Mm. who just you know every crazy thing he did was referred to you know doing a dahmer yeah you know and he was just you know he and and you know then they pulled all their money together and paid him to basically act the fool in the in the shopping mall and it's this like horrible scene where he's sitting in the back seat just dejected like nobody likes me for who i actually am i am just a clown to them you know i'm just i'm a psycho okay then i will give them a psycho and he's in the back seat just pounding beers Mm -hmm. Uh and he's drunk and he's flipping around like flopping around like a fish in the mall and doing his Dahmer thing like you know and 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 everybody's pointing and laughing and but there's just this scene on him where he's he's just like fuck it Mm -hmm. fuck it it's a fantastic scene yeah yeah, I've been. I've, I've, that's that's on. That's on the queue. Yeah, yeah it's it. so good. Yeah. yeah, I think you can buy it on iTunes. I bought it. On, I, I bought it on iTunes. Sweet. I just wanted to just own it because it was just like, oh my yeah. god. Yeah, yeah. But true. but yeah, I would. You know, it's you're driven to this. All right, you know. All right, uh, you you want to treat me like I'm a monster? Okay, I will become a monster. Right. I am. I am mm. what you think I am. I don't think yeah. I don't know that Ed Gein possessed the emotional intelligence to do I, that. I don't think I, beyond emotional, I don't think he even possessed the awareness. Yeah. You know? There's there's no other thing other than like that. Yeah. You know? Right. It's like it's emotional awareness, like like social awareness, just like even like to certain points, even like a spiritual awareness. Mm-hmm. You know? It's definitely just like he was frozen. It was like he was put in amber, but yeah, he was like you know in a religious yeah. household, but but mm-hmm. but no knowledge of spirituality. I mean, right. there's no spirituality right. going on going exactly. on there. Exactly. You know, it's the fire and brimstone yeah. god. I would imagine. Yeah, it's probably religious, but not church going. They probably didn't belong to a community in any way, anything like that. Why would yeah. You need to go to church when you have the good book in your hand and what? the lips upon your you know face. Mm. <laughs> That will eventually, that will eventually end, end up on a drawstring. On a <laughs> this year's the light, Mom. But no, he didn't have any electricity. No, yeah. there was but no electricity point, in the house. The, the window shades. There was pulse. ever any electricity so, in the house. So mm. why does he got? Why does he got the lampshades? Mm-hmm. 
Why does he have drawstrings? Are they all the kerosene lamps? Oh, yeah, they could be lampshades. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Yeah, yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. That's true. Oh, God. Nine vulvas. Nine vulvas in a box. Three coins in a fountain. Three coins in a fountain, vulvas in a box. Nine vulvas in a box. Um, Which one will the vulva bless? (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry. I just always, you know. That's okay. okay. The mammary vests and Mm. vulvas in a box. Right. Nipple belt. And the nipple belt. Nipple belt. Nipple belt. Nipple belt. Oh, also his leggings, too. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. His leggings. leggings. And gloves, didn't gloves he? Have he had gloves, gloves. Leggings. Leggings. Yeah, he, was very, he, was a crafty, he was a crafty guy. Oh, my God. He was a so crafty guy. What if he yeah. thinks that talent on, wasted? On Etsy, he would have yeah. been <laughs> top seller on Etsy. Right, right, right. <laughs> well, I've got some very nice... Uh, Right. Lady Excuse fingers. me. Uh, uh, I just wanted to email you, Mister Mr. Gein. Are these locally sourced or? Uh? Yeah, some nice paperweights, nice silver paperweight there. Yeah, nice. yeah, don't mind the hairs on them. Just <laughs> back to some points. Like when we're talking about like the whole entire like aspect of potential cannibalism. Yeah. What doesn't strike me is the fact that like he might have been a cannibal is the fact that like most of his claims were from grave robbings. Like right. He supposedly desecrated yeah. 40 graves. Yeah. Like, why to get what he wanted. Yeah, like, like that, that's... That, not yeah. that he, like, if, if he wasn't no. living in that community... He's not going to eat gonna, rancid meat. You're not going to eat spoiled meat. Well, and you're not going to eat... Yeah, or, or meat that's preserved with chemicals and, yeah. you know, the embalming fluid yeah. or whatever yeah. you're exactly. finding and exactly. pulling out of the grave. Whatever, so. the, whatever the technology was in the 50s yeah. for embalming. Yeah, right. In small um, town Wisconsin. When we're talking about the the idea of him just being kind of like, you know, like a symptom, whatever, whatnot, the perception of him in the community and like how much that right there was a riff too and like how much like that perception of those events in this this area and having someone who was just so 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 unassuming mm-hmm. right. commit these these horrible horrible like unthinkable acts um when he was committed right everyone said that he was just like you know just, yeah. just simple just like he would help around he used to still sweep yeah. up he was an orderly at one point yeah i mean in, in some way institutionalizing him was was the best thing that could have happened to him right you know, exactly just, like it, what he had beforehand right you know but they said that that every single month around the full of the moon he'd start getting a little bit saucy <laughs> and like all of a sudden he'd start like you know, like, like there's yeah. a switch yeah. like that like the moon yeah. would start to get like fuller and he'd start to actually sometimes we start talking about like what he wanted to do to people and stuff like that. So it's mm. kind of like almost like dancing in the moonlight with the moonlight with my teddy vest. Yeah. <laughs> Look at my voluptuous breasts. <laughs> Look at them. <laughs> I am all that I need to be. Yes. <laughs> exactly. Right. Yes. <laughs> Memory vest. Memory vest. Oh man. Good times. Man. Good times. Yeah. Yeah. That was um. That was really, I mean, I'd always had, I've always had a fascination with the macabre and, you know, disasters and murderers and and things like that. But yeah, I I just, I just remember that standing in the Laureate's bookstore with that book. And and I just, I just have to keep going back to it like a magnet. Like, what the fuck is the matter with me? Why, why is this so fascinating? And, and, you know, and and it's on. And as you get older and then the technology changes and you find this whole community of people that are similarly fascinated by this. And obviously, you know, it's fascinating enough to spawn all of these movies. Right. Um, right. 
But, you know, then you realize, like, just because this is fascinating to me doesn't mean I'm going to go out and, you know. Right. Cut, no, off, yeah, a, cut yeah. off a dick and, you know, yeah. dance around and, you know, get, oh, get a, no. a penile belt. <laughs> dance around in the moonlight with a penile belt. Right. Yeah. Right. Right. You would have a penile wreath. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like a headdress. <laughs> right. 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 Well, I, th- I think I think the, the reason why it's been it's you know I hate to say successful as far as like poisoning the, the better parts of, of of the mind is that it's speaks to that. I mean, there's the speaks to the commonality of. of fear of horror but it's also the unassumingness of it I mean because here's the thing everybody's got a net game yeah you know there's always like you know like I grew up in a small town in central Massachusetts Mm -hmm. I mean there's always that one house there's always that one dude in the neighborhood which kind of oh, yeah. you know, just weird. We had Jimbo. Yeah, there you go. Jimbo was in our neighborhood. You know, like, we all oh God, had to yeah. avoid. We had Skippy. Yeah, yeah and, it, and it hits to, to to all these little hallmarks that any single person can who's grown up in the in the latter part of the 20th into the 21st century can sit there and kind of like sit there and be like, yeah, I have suspicions about this. I have that. It plays to the, to those latent fears because, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, like here we are like, you know, in post-war America mm-hmm. back then. Yeah. And like, there's always been these big, huge evasive threats that have always been over there. Like, you know, I mean, look, look at like the, the throughout like the thirties and forties, it's like most horror cinema at that point in time was always these like domineering European people mm-hmm. like, yeah. you know, coming in like, yep. you know, Sitting there and like torturing and like you know being the best of you know yeah. Americans or a spike you know. in zombie narratives mm-hmm. you know depending on and how much Cold fear yeah. well mm-hmm. Cold War and just how much fear mm-hmm. there is in the country overall yeah. of losing autonomy and mm-hmm. losing mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. losing governmental structures mm-hmm. and and having everything just kind of pulled down around you yeah but yeah I mean there's a whole like you can just sort of track you know like where's the country at and how popular are zombie movies yeah mm-hmm. exactly you know exactly. Exactly. Well, then you can, I mean, you can even further just look at like what, what is the predominant, you know, scary movie thing, whether it's mm-hmm. zombies, vampires, whatever's mm-hmm. going on. And then how is that tying into what are the fears right. in the culture at the time? I mean, oh, yeah. you think well, of like, and then, like all the found footage movies, you yeah. know, like, which yes, oh, that was just give me yeah. such a fucking headache. Um, <laughs> yeah. I, I, I'll, I'll say it. And I'm, you know, I always get shit for it. I hated Blair Witch Project. I fucking hated that movie. Mm. And it's not because there weren't a lot of special effects. It's because it gave me a fucking headache yep. and it just annoyed the shit out of me. Yeah, I didn't, uh, I didn't find it. There was only, there was one shot in that movie. That's, the very last shot. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. like 10 seconds long. But, but then you have that's to, the, then you the have only to scary shot the, the movie. shaky, shaky yeah. camera and, yeah. the, and the view of the girl's nostrils, you know, to get to that mm-hmm. point. And yeah. I'm like, yeah. no, sorry. Yeah. I mean, I think the whole entire hoopla around it, like that, that, was the in, website. Oh I, well, God. I remember that was yeah. the first time that they were really using the internet uh-huh. to push Market a movie. It's the first viral because, film. Yeah, I remember, you know, bringing people over to my desk, like, watch this, watch this. And, and, mm. and yeah, and I was so excited oh, based yeah. because, you know, the website was way more terrifying. Uh-huh. Right. And then I saw uh-huh. it and I was just like, <sighs> fuck yeah, shit. It was, it was a letdown. It was a letdown. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, I mean, you know, that that's sort of, that, that might be another episode right there is just talking about found footage and what is, you know, what does that mean? Why are people so drawn to the idea of people f- finding 
footage. I think it puts more into, it's more participatory. I think mm-hmm. people, people think it's more the fact of like, oh, I could do that. Right. You know, mm-hmm. everyone's right. got a phone, everyone's trying to do something on YouTube. Everyone well, wants to be a world star. Yeah. And not to yeah. oversimplify it also, because I mean, there's there's a there's a tradition in literature of like epistolatory novels where well, they're, sure, you Dracula. Know, where you find mm-hmm. the, you know, the record of what mm-hmm. happened after the fact. And in the tra- in a traditional novel or story or movie narrative, you assume that the the narrator or the perspective that mm-hmm. that person is is going to live because they're mm-hmm. telling the story. Whereas when you have th- there's more um you are assuming that this that the person is going to die when you're talking about like a found footage or that yeah. type of thing right. and you just and they turned dracula yeah. years ago they turned dracula into a blog you know using the existing technology with the diary entries and yeah there's yeah. a dracula blog where mm-hmm. you can follow it you know like you would a personal blog i hear we are going to be neighbors, neighbors. Yeah. sorry <laughs> and that's shout of the vampire yeah you have to you have to get your horror movie quotes in when you can right right exactly but to bring it all back to Ed Gein and to and and Eddie. also to you know yeah, we should probably be wrapping kind it up. of wrapping up soon mm-hmm. I, I, and I'm wrapping up with kind of an open ended one of the things we didn't talk too much about mm-hmm. uh, we talked about Psycho mm-hmm. um, I'm I'm curious about uh, Anthony Perkins and just I mean Psycho was pretty much what he's known for mm-hmm. he was he, such a tortured guy he was a tortured I'm... guy and I wonder you know I wonder about what he thought about what he was doing and what he was what, what was he aware right. of yeah. so I, did, I, I, I forgot if he was actually out or not yeah. I don't but, know that he ever I don't know that he ever came out yeah yeah. but mm. to that point I'm sure that he could definitely relate to the whole entire idea of wearing that mask yeah you know yeah. I mean I'm, I think that probably wasn't I mean, he's a great stage actor. He was. Well, that's what yeah. I, that's part of the thing that I want to think was my father, my mother and stepfather saw him in Equus. Oh, wow. And I just remember they did not talk about the play. <laughs> they didn't talk about oh, well, Equus what was, they yeah, saw. They did, well, it was a little unusual. I mean, they were not theater goers. Yeah. I mean, this was probably yeah, something. Yeah, this was not. Yeah. They had an opportunity yeah. to see him in Equus, and it was like, oh, Anthony Perkins in, in a play. Great. You know, I know him from Psycho. We're going to go see him. <laughs> I can't and they, even imagine. You know, and I just remember, you know, the next day, I was a very young, and, you know, they probably wouldn't have told me anyway, because I was very young at the time, and I was like, well, how was the play? No, not going to talk about it. Right, no. right. I was doing yeah. Half hours of our time. Yeah. I mean, yeah. We, yeah. The drive there. Was well, I'm, I'm, I'm never going to ride a horse again. I'm sorry. No. <laughs> I don't know if that. I like to see things like the Music Man. Yeah. And right. I like to see it theater. Sure should theater Anna. should be the theater should be a happy thing. You right. go to the theater to right. escape. You don't go to the theater to hear about horses no. being murdered and mm. naked men. And <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> too much horses. Too much penis. <laughs> <laughs> not enough singing. Yeah, I, I'm not saying that that's what you know, I want your parents said. It's just, but I but want that, Working, working. I in want. The- I want dance lines. <laughs> I do not want penises, and I do not want horses. Mm, I, mean, I want no horse. Unless it's a dancing penis. <laughs> but horse. having worked in the, the in the theater for most of my professional career, that's definitely the feedback. You know, you get anytime, mm. anytime you stage something that's not. 
you know, or a musical version of a movie that's been was popular twenty years ago, yeah. or or you know, a revival or or something funny and light. Psycho the musical. Psycho the musical. Well, they got one. They got Beetlejuice the musical now. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Hey, let's yeah. do a podcast right now about Beetlejuice the musical. This will be an extra. Ready? Okay. Beetlejuice the musical. No. <laughs> Thank you. Back, back to the future <laughs> musical too uh, oh no I mean nothing is sacred nothing nothing is sacred nothing is sacred although I heard that Spongebob the musical was actually kind of avant-garde and interesting all this conversation of these things right. that I have no interest in seeing or hearing is making me think I wonder if Ed ever made a set of earplugs out of ears <sighs> Well, that's just crazy. That would be great. Right? That would be great. A couple of earlobes. Earmuffs. You know, oh, earmuffs. You know, when, you go, when you're going hunting, you know, you have to have something to cover your ears. That's right. Oh, I made a set of ears to cover the ears. Yeah. My ear, ear, earmuffs. My ear, earmuffs. My ear, earmuffs. <laughs> well, that's what the vulvas are for. No. Oh. Hey. hey. See, yeah, would you have a left and a right? Oh, my God. Oh, I'm my still God. confused. Oh. I'm still confused. And on that note, so, Jonathan, you have anything you want to plug? Um. <laughs> yeah, I've no, no, not, no, no. I mean, I'm working on an album. The mm-hmm. album just came out. Lono just came out with an album. The Rock Chaneys has uh, something that's coming out that's been cooking for way too damn long. But right. sweet. Other yeah. than that, that's that's it. Go uh, go uh, yeah, no. go get creepy, kids. Yeah, yeah. go stay scary, and uh, yeah, we'll we'll I'll have you back any old time. Yeah. The pleasure is all yours. Definitely. Definitely. All right. And so uh, on that note, uh, make sure that you like us on uh, iTunes, Podbean, wherever you get your podcasts. Give us that five-star rating, and uh, we will see you soon. Stay scary. Mother. (laughs) (laughs) And that's it. Nice.